Hey there, I'm Helen Ornelas, and I've been a life insurance, long-term care, and Medicare broker for over 20 years, helping thousands of clients during this time. I've come across all types of cases, questions, and calls from people who are in planning or in crisis and provided solutions. So welcome to the On Life Podcast with Helen Ornelas. Listen, you know as well as I do that taking care of important things in life is motivating, empowering, and even inspirational. You're thinking, what does this look like? If you're a business owner, executive, or someone who wants to know, what do I need to know about life events, how to prepare, where can I get help, you're in the right place. These life events will be coming your way, and you will receive these phone calls from your family, siblings, in-laws, grandparents, business partners, and friends. What calls do you think are coming my way? Let's find out. I'll be sharing stories, solutions from me, my clients, providers of service, and others that can help you now or in the future. We have the toolbox here on life, so if you're ready, let's get your toolbox loaded up. All right, Trevor, here we go. Part two. We spoke about the need for employee retention in episode one. You can listen to episode one to hear a little bit about Trevor's background and the need that we spoke about with a couple of examples of industries for employee retention. And so, Trevor, now I want to talk about how we solve some of these retention issues and the unique ways that there are solutions for this. Okay, sounds good. So essentially, what we've talked about is the need to put another benefit in or plan in place, which is attractive enough, sticky enough, big enough for the employee to say, yes, I'm going to stay with you because because of the reward, right? I mean, it's kind of that simple. And so when we're working with companies, what we're trying to say to them is you've got to really focus on a few things here. So who truly, truly, truly are the key people in your business? And what we try to encourage people is to put names to that, not, right. not it's the service bay, it's the sales department. Who are the really key people? And the way I, I say that is if we have a recession next year and your business has to shrink by 20 30%, right. Who stay? you have to lay off some people, right? right? Who are mission critical to your business? Right. Who are not going to lay up? Who do you really, really need to keep regardless? And so number one is really focus on your key assets, okay? Or your if you can't recruit, why aren't people coming to you? What is the issue? So once we kind of got the, the kind of who we want to, to target, then we've got to figure out, well, you know, age-wise, okay? If you think about the age-wise. If I'm going to offer a benefit to a 25-year-old, okay, or a 50-year-old, bearing in mind their age and time horizons, right, we may have to come up with different right. type of solution because they're in different stages of their life. Again, yeah, the, the track is getting shorter for some. <laughs> right, exactly. So if you think about it from a business perspective, probably the really key employees are in their 40s and 50s are the ones that want a runway to take them from where they are to, say, retirement age. The only reason they would jump is if they don't think they could get the retirement that they want through staying with you. 
So logically, right? So for them, it's going to be more about giving them something to make sure that they're going to be good in retirement. You don't need to jump shoot. You don't need to leave because we will take care of you for your retirement. And you don't have to work to age 75. I mean, I can't tell you how many, not only business owners, but people are like, oh, I can never retire or I'm going to be working, you know, till I'm in my 70s, which is not a bad thing if you want to. But there are some people that want to kind of power down a little bit. Right. And so for younger people, you might have a different type of plan structure. You might want to have it's more a performance thing. Initially, you can still put longer term plans in place for them, but they would have to qualify for it by, again, maybe it's performance. You give them some bonuses in the shorter term. Right. With a view to, you know, over the next three to five years, if you achieve, you know, 95% customer satisfaction. Right show up most of the time then you qualify for the longer term plan so you start to layer in the you know the rewards and structure the benefits to to show them you know we'll support you as you become more valuable to the company and we grow together and so on so for that reason there are there are what's called non-qualified plans so everyone is familiar with qualified plans, which right. are 401ks, and so which are def- we defer money from our, 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 our we, correct, and it's a tax deductible expense, and we don't pay taxes on it, but then we pay tax you know later on. So everyone's familiar with those qualified plans, the ERISA plans. What we're talking about is non-qualified plans under Section 409A of the IRS Code, and that allows companies to put plans in place which discriminate, and I'm going to use that word. Right, go for it, yeah. Discriminate. It is what it is. (laughs) (laughs) We can discriminate to our employees, and I can say, Helen, you're more valuable to me than John. Right. And I'm going to put something in place for you, which is better than I do for John because I can and so on. So that's the power of the plans that you can be laser focused and target a solution to people or the the problem that you're looking to address. Yeah. One of the things I want to just kind of back up on is sometimes when you have a younger employee, you know, 30, 40 years is like, oh, you know, that's so far away. They don't even understand sometimes. Right. But you can, because each agreement that you have with each person can be different, right? You don't need to have the same agreement with each person because, again, you can discriminate in what you offer with each person. So you could say, you know, after five years, X, Y, Z, you can get a lump sum bonus and then you can kind of layer those along the way to kind of help that younger generation stay engaged. And then as they mature, they can also start to understand the long-term value, but you kind of keep them at these different milestones, correct? That's correct. So if you think about most, most employer plans are either an annual bonus, which is what we figure we could right. to this year, right? or their 401k long-term plans, right. which is a bucket of money. Pensions have gone away. They, right. they don't exist these days. And so the non-qualified space allows us to offer different types of plans that maybe used to be around. They look very similar to those old type of plans. 
But you can use the same chassis, if you like. Mm-hmm. But instead of saying, so for a 50-year-old, it will be, here's a plan that in 15 years' time, you retire. We now pay you a, an additional re- benefit for your retirement. The 30-year-old, you can also say to the 30-year-old, we'll put a plan in place for you. But instead of you waiting until you're 65 in right. 35 years' time, We can structure this that we can start paying you when you're 50. Right. And when you're 50, when you're 50, maybe that's the money that is going to put your kids through college. Right. Right. That helps to pay off the mortgage and so on. So we can bring it to bring the time horizon of the benefit closer. Right. So it becomes more valuable, more real, because at the end of the day, it's no good promising somebody something that is so far into the future, it is meaningless. So (laughs) you've got to make sure the benefit is big enough, it's tangible, and it's real, and so it truly motivates, so you get the reward as an employer you're looking to achieve. Okay. So the topic of this particular episode is how do we solve the retention issue? So what else would you like to share with everybody on how we solve this? Okay, well, there's, there's two parts to any solution. One is we've got to come up with what type of plan, reward, is going to make sense. Is right. it a short-term or a long-term? Is it a retirement-type plan? Or is it some kind of, um, hopefully, your, you know, long-term, it's called LTIPs, long-term incentive plans. There are phantom stock plans out there that companies Give give employees phantom stock, Mm -hmm. which is phantom. They give it every year, and then on a five, seven-year basis, that stock is redeemed, and the company pays them the the value of that increase in that stock, and that's another type of plan. So there are plans, and these plans are governed by a legal agreement, a written agreement between the employer and the employee. And basically – and I dumb it down because they are, in essence, it's basically, it says, I, Trevor Patching, Inc., okay, will pay Helen Ornelas dot, dot, dot dollars in X number of years, provided that you stick around with me. And then there are various clauses which determine well, what happens if you die in service? Right. Is there a vesting schedule for for this benefit? Do I have to wait until I'm until I retire to get it, or right. can I earn that benefit even if it's I have to, I can be there for ten years and still leave and get it and get that benefit because you know? So there's just a legal agreement that just outlines the, the framework for the benefit. Okay, so that's the. So it's basically a fancy IOU with rules. Correct. Okay. So then the other part of it is we've now put this agreement in place. You and I are happy. You know what you'll get, provided you do your job, right, and the company continues to to grow and be there, you'll you'll get your money. So the other thing is this. Now we have created an obligation, a financial IOU, a liability that is going to continue to grow on my books. Right. 
as we go year on year downstream, and at some point in time, I'm going to have to pony up and, and pay you. Right. The question is, do you, are you Coca-Cola? Right. You make enough money, you say, we don't care about that. We have so much money and cash flow. When it comes to it, we'll just pay Helen out of our money. No problem. Or do you let most companies say, well, hold on a minute. We should start financing, funding that obligation today. Right. Because it's much better to start now than figure out how to do it downstream. Yeah. Time cures all, right? <laughs> right. So, the, you know, the best time to buy a house right. was years ago, right? Right, right. The next best time is tomorrow, probably. Right. Because, <laughs> right? And so it's that concept. So what we're saying to our clients is, look, we'll help you figure out what is the best plan design for your employees based on what you're trying to achieve, the age, you know, and so on and so forth. And then we've got to figure out the best way to fund that obligation. Okay. So then, then there's different options out there. And we can do that, I think, probably in the next segment is yes. in detail right. of the different you know, types of funding. But essentially, everything we do is very logical, which is why you know I like doing what I do. Right. I hate things which are not logical. Right. 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 So it's kind of a step by step. Correct. Who do we want to fix? What's the best plan that's going to get them engaged and motivated? And then we separately is we need to fund it. Let's look at the different options to fund it. What for me is the best way based on my company's situation, our risk tolerance and so on? Because there's always an element of risk and reward in anything that any company does is always a risk reward. Every dollar you spend is a risk and reward associated with it. So I'd like to just briefly see if you could give maybe two examples of how clients that you work with solved and what they presented to their employees, just one or two without giving away how we're going to take care of funding it. But, you know, like what did that agreement look like? And just two different versions of that, if you don't mind. Right. Sure. So the most popular the most popular plan is called SERP, S-E-R-P, which is an acronym for Supplemental Executive Retirement Plan. And so what this is, it's essentially an old-fashioned pension. Right. So the company you know, has, this, has this written agreement, IOU, you right. say, okay, when you hit retirement age, we will pay you, usually it's around 25% of their current salary as a retirement benefit for 15 years, could be to life expectancy. So say say somebody's making $100,000 a year now, and we will promise them $25,000 a year at retirement age for the next 15 years, that's $750,000 that I'm promising you in addition to whatever we're putting into your 401k. Right. Social security, all of that. All all that nine yards. So it's another nice retirement benefit. So that's very popular. And the 25% is just a a notional amount. Right. Sometimes our clients will say, we want to give them 
50%. Some say we want to give them $30,000 a year. It's a number. Right. There's no, again, we you decide what you want to do. Yeah, you figure it out, right? right. There's, there's no rules about how much you have to give, but there's a, ta- a defined benefit. That's the key. It's a defined, so that's very popular. Then we have another type of plan, which is one for, so when I talked about the benefits agency, yes. for example, so what they wanted to do was slightly different. They said to the, they said, we want to, we want to put a plan in place which for our highly compensated biggest earners, we want to put in a plan where they put money in and we put money in too, right? Sounds a bit like a 401k, right? Right. And so funnily enough, it's called a 401k mirror plan. Right. It kind of looks and feels like a 401k. Right. So the employee is deferring, in this case, their commissions. Right. They're deferring some of their commissions on a monthly, quarterly basis. The employer is also kicking in some matching dollars on a monthly or quarterly basis. And the design of the plan is that, hello, you're all my top, top brokers. You've been with me for 10 years. If you put in 500 bucks a month, I'll kick in 500 bucks a month. And provided you stay in with me until you right. retire, all of the money that you've put in, all of the money that I've put in will generate a retirement benefit for you of X amount of dollars. Right. But if you leave me before retirement age, then the money that you've kicked in, I will give back to you at a 4% rate of interest. Right. But the money I kicked in, I never kicked it into you. You didn't get to qualify for it. Right. My, my, My money is actually going to be the juice to give you not just your money, but I'm going to give you the pension benefit type. Correct. Okay. So that's the carrot and stick, right? Yeah. I like that. Carrot, you got to kick in, I'll kick in, but this is kind of some meaningful stuff here. It's the 401k is just a lump of money. You've got to figure out what to do with it. I'm prepared to do more like the old pension type of arrangement where you get a set dollar amount that we've committed to pay you. Right. Yeah. So I think we kind of now have covered, we know what the need is and the solution is putting something in place for our younger employees and, and management team and, and all of that and middle-aged and the people that are kind of on the way out. So I think we have many different solutions for that. So in closing of episode two of three for the solvers, the solution, any closing statement that you want to make? I just want people, companies to, and business owners, just, just to just to take on board the fact that there are these options out there. Right. And you can be as creative as you want. I think that's the important thing. It's We're so conditioned to, we have to offer everybody the same. There's only right. one way of doing it. Everything starts to look homogenous and the same. You can stand out. You can have something unique for your business that nobody else has. Right. And that, and I want you to embrace that kind of exciting thing that you can do something totally different than your competitors and really make you stand out. 
Amazing. I'm excited. Okay. So thank you, Trevor, for part two. And we're going to go ahead and close this part out. Please make sure that you listen to episode one. And then after you're done with this one, if it's available and when it's available, listen to episode three, because episode three, we're going to share with you how to fund the solution for the need of employee retention. Thank you, Trevor. Thank you. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of On Life with Helen Ornelas podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share with a friend. And if you haven't already subscribed, rated, and reviewed on your favorite podcast player, please do. If you have any questions or comments, any topic ideas, or you might want to be a guest on my show, you can reach me directly, Helen at OrnellosInsurance.com, H-E-L-E-N at O-R-N-E-L-L-A-S Insurance.com. In closing, this podcast is dedicated to all who believe in preparing for the future and beyond. Beyond.